What a tremendous hymn. And uh, thinking about, again, that... Take this mask off, can't I? This glorious reality. Um, it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. We anticipate it. We're looking ahead. It's like that holiday expectation, but it's, uh, it seems to be a delayed uh, holiday. It's one that's going to last forever. And he will present us sound and whole in that tremendous day. Well, we're here in Luke's Gospel. And I think of all the stories of the Bible, this is perhaps my favourite, certainly my favourite of the, the miracles. I was doing one of my podcasts in the week and uh, I said uh, that my favourite passage was a different one where the Lord Jesus Christ receives uh, the children. There are so many. Uh, anything in the Gospels is very, very wonderful. But then again, anything in the whole Bible is very wonderful because the Old Testament points so clearly towards the Lord Jesus Christ in type and shadow, figure, law. And then the rest of the New Testament looks back on the events of Calvary and his life, his death, his resurrection, and tells us and explains what it was all about. So the whole Bible is so thrilling and wonderful, but to, as it were, see the Lord Jesus Christ in action is so thrilling. And uh, we have here the case of a man who is in a desperate hopeless situation. He is a leper and Matthew and uh, Luke and Mark record this incident giving slightly different details on each occasion. Uh, Luke we know was a doctor, he was a physician and he gives us a little bit of extra information about the leper. Uh, Luke tells us as a physician uh, a man came who was full of of leprosy. So that's something Matthew and Mark don't tell us. Not only is he a leper, but this is an advanced case. Uh, he's had it for years. So let's think first of all as to uh, the condition. What is leprosy? Well, it's uh, an infection that initially is unseen. You, you don't see it. It, uh, it works away internally initially for some time before it becomes Manifest. You might look at the person and they've got the infection, a little bit like coronavirus. It takes a while for the symptoms to manifest, uh, but it's working away internally. It's hidden initially, it's unseen. But once you have this particular disease, uh, the consequences soon begin to show themselves. And uh, physically, it was very debilitating. The first thing you might notice would be somewhere on the body a, a, a reddening patch and a, a hardening of, of, of the skin and that would uh, begin to develop and it would begin to, to, to grow and uh, as the condition continues it spreads then throughout the body and as the skin hardens then uh, perhaps it cracks and uh, deep fissures begin to appear, the forehead on the arms um, and a, a foul-smelling, oozy pus can emerge from those fissures. It affects the central nervous system so that you begin to lose a sense of uh, feeling uh, and, and touch. Uh, there's a, a hardening and a callousness comes about, on, particularly on the extremities. So in an advanced case, you might put your hand on a hot surface and you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel it. The first you'd know will be the smell of uh, burning flesh. 
Uh, as the circulation was affected as well, then extremities would begin to, to, to rot and uh, fingers could be lost and would be lost and, and, and toes and the nose begins to dissolve into the face uh, as well. It's a very, very difficult disease physically. The voice would be affected so that eventually it become rough and, and gravelly so you would, you would hear uh, the presence of of a leper and, and it said if, if you got close to a leper all your five senses would detect uh, he was a leper you'd see that he was a leper you would hear that he was uh, a leper if, if you were allowed you would feel if you touched him that he was a leper uh, you would smell that he was a leper and I'm told as well that as that order dissolves you would taste that he was a leper. So you be aware of the presence of a leper. Physically, a very difficult condition to deal with. Socially, it had great consequences 2,000 years ago. You had to be isolated. Ring any bells? Being isolated. Uh, you had to be away from contact with people who didn't have leprosy so this had devastating consequences because if you were a husband maybe this man who's had leprosy for years he has a wife he has children uh, maybe he is someone's son well he would be someone's son maybe he's not married but as soon as that leprosy is diagnosed by the priest then he's no longer allowed to go home and he must live outside of the cities and outside of the towns and outside of the villages he has to keep away from people. His only other human contact will be fellow lepers. Uh, some who have pity on him could approach from a distance, leave him some food and then withdraw again. The leper wasn't allowed within 16 feet of any other uh, person. And if the wind, uh, you were downwind, it was 100 feet uh, within distance of the leper. So socially devastating, physically, socially Personally, you were not allowed to wear nice clothes. You had to go about in, in rags. Uh, you had to wear a, um, a veil, a mask. Sound familiar? You had to wear a mask over your face. Um, if people were coming close, you had to, uh, to ring a bell to warn people off. Uh, unclean! I'm unclean! Keep, keep away. Spiritually, 2,000 years ago, devastating consequences. You were obviously not allowed in a synagogue. You were not allowed at the temple. You were not welcome. You had to keep away. If you got close to people, they were allowed to pick up rocks to throw at you, to repel you back to your leper colony or your isolated cave or shelter somewhere the conclusion of the disease was uh, there was death there was a pile and an air of hopelessness over the one who suffered it was a living death and it ended in a physical death and this 
is the case with the leper in Luke's gospel because Luke tells us he's an advanced case. He is full of leprosy. He's had it for years and the situation is utterly hopeless. But, but, he came. While he, Jesus, was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Now, I have to say this incident should never have happened. It happens in a city. Uh, Maybe it's down on Queen Street and the crowds are around Jesus Christ and he's uh, holding forth, he's declaring the gospel and the crowds point and they're amazed. Some are looking in horror. What's he doing here? It should never have happened because he should never have been in the company of other people and uh, the authorised version retains the, the shock of the incident and the original Greek has certainly got this word, idu. Uh, while he was in one of the cities, behold, there came a man who was full of leprosy. Uh, idu, look at this. Can you believe what your eyes are seeing? Can you believe, says Luke, what I'm about to tell you? While Jesus was in the city, idu, behold, There came a man who was full of leprosy. Now, how did he slip through? You know, we're pretty good on our COVID regulations. And have you got your mask? And have you? And they'll be checking passports at the airports. But this man slips through. He's determined. He is unstoppable. Because he had heard. He had heard that there was a man walking around Judea and uh, Galilee who was doing astonishing things. Uh, Blind people were seeing, lame people were walking, deaf people were hearing, people with a multiplicity of diseases in Capernaum as the sun set on that Sabbath day, whatever their condition, they were coming and they were being healed and uh, Jesus acting in great compassion and with great power and he'd heard about this so there's no doubt he begins to search for Jesus Christ and he drags himself in the direction where he last heard he was and then he sees in the distance a crowd and he thinks this must be him and when he saw when he saw he had heard about Jesus He goes towards the region where Jesus is speaking and ministering and then he he saw. There's the crowd and there's Jesus. And he heard and he saw and therefore he came. He'd be dragging himself along. And notice now what he says to Jesus. Notice the faith that this man has. Verse 12, Lord You can make me clean. Now see the faith that the leper has. I have no doubt, says the leper to Jesus, falls on his face. You, Jesus, can make me, the leper, clean. I've tried so many things. My life has been hopeless. It's a living death. But I've heard about you. Now I see you. Now I throw myself before you. And here's the faith that the man has. You can make me clean. But the man also has a a problem. He has no doubts that Jesus can make him clean. 
The whole difficulty the man has, though, as he drags himself towards Jesus Christ, is I've no doubt that you can. But will you, would you want to? Would you want to? Why would you care for somebody like me? I can see the horror on people's faces. They don't want me here. I don't know about you. Lord, I know that you can, but are you willing? So here it is. Uh, He fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. No doubt that you can. But are you willing to deal with with someone like me. So the case is a leper. He came. It should never have happened. Behold, Idu. And now the compassion of Jesus. It's a wonderful, wonderful response here in verse 13. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be Now, Mark adds more detail. Uh, If you will, you can, says Luke. Mark adds a little bit more. If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus' response, the counterpart to if you are willing, I am willing. I am willing. But Mark also, it's wonderful, these different little cameos of the same event Luke he was full of leprosy we don't get that from Matthew we don't get it from Mark now Mark adds a detail which I think is absolutely wonderful and it's thrilling that Luke and Matthew don't give us Uh, Mark tells us this in verse 41 of chapter 1 of his gospel Jesus was filled with compassion And he stretched out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing. Mark says, oh, he was filled with compassion. I have a question that comes to my mind. Uh, How does Mark know that uh, he stretched out his hand? Well, that was a visible thing that you see, the movement of the, the hand. But how does Mark know that Jesus was filled with compassion? I'm looking at you now. I can see faces, various shades, but you have a mask on. It's difficult to see expression and uh, being being portrayed. Um, I find it a little bit disconcerting when on uh, cloudy days people wear sunglasses. I'm thinking, what are you trying to hide? I very rarely wear sunglasses. Um, I don't seem to, to need them, but um, on the occasions when I do, it's interesting. You can actually be looking over here, but looking over there, and you haven't got a clue because my head's facing that way. You think he's looking, but he's not. He's looking at you, and you can you can hide an expression. So what's happening here? Mark, of course, it's uh, traditionally felt that uh, he gets a lot of his information from the disciple Peter and then writes down uh, the things that Peter's saying under the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And it will be Peter who feeds Mark this information. But how did Peter know that Jesus at this point was filled with compassion? 
It's a very moving account, a wonderful detail. The Holy Spirit allows us to see. It reveals something now very important, and it's the heart of Jesus Christ. What's your heart like? He's willing. Are you willing? Oh, filled with compassion. Well, they must have been reflected in his face. It must have been a very expressive face. Some people are deadpan and you don't know what they're thinking. I love a face that's expressive. Now, for some of you, your eyes actually light up as well. You can't hide behind the mask because your eyes begin to engage and light up. And Jesus' eyes would tell a lot. And oh, the way his mouth would move and his cheeks would fill. But I believe there'd be tears in his eyes at the situation of this leper. He knew the leper well. He's the eternal son of God, as well as being a, a real man. A man, there is a real man. He's also true almighty God. He, he knew the leper. He knew what he'd been going through. He knew his current situation. He knew he hadn't seen his wife and kids for years. He knew he was longing to go back to the synagogue and temple worship. And he knew the pain he was in and the difficulties and the rejection and the loneliness And he knows that the man has faith, that he has the power, but the man is struggling, are you willing? And that moves Jesus. So he's filled with compassion. And he stretched out his hand and he touched the man. Now this hadn't happened in years. Fellow lepers could touch him, but you were not allowed to touch a leper because... uh, There was that transmission of the uncleanness from the unclean person to the clean person. But Jesus touched him. And uh, again, the Greek word is a very powerful one. He didn't just say, I am willing. I'm willing. The, The Greek word's a very positive one. He adhered to the man. Now, it's not that he gave him a hug, but this is a firm... I am willing. He adhered to him. It's a strong touch. It's not a ginger approach. It's not such that the crowd are thinking, did he touch him, did he touch him? No, it's not that Jesus is going to hedge his options here. Well, I'll give maybe no, maybe the Pharisees didn't see. Maybe nobody really. I, I am willing. Be clean. And quickly, if you can, I will. My friends, I will. I am willing. There's no doubt to anybody in the crowd, critics and fans alike, what he's done. The Greek word makes it very clear. There's nothing gingerly done about this this is firmly done his hand adhered to the leper I am willing he said be clean touches the leper does Jesus then become unclean no what happens is quite the contrary and quite the opposite have you been to Jesus for his cleansing power The cleansing beauty of Jesus flows from him to the leper. I will, and there's this command then, a very definite command. I will be clean. And so we come on to the cure. 
And immediately, there's no process here. It's not the, uh, we begin to slowly see a, a reversal, but, uh, and immediately the leprosy left him. It was a complete restoration, which must have been astonishing to behold, almost like a, a double take. Where's the leper gone? Because he was full of leprosy, he's dragging, <coughs> dragging him like if you're willing. And suddenly his voice, hey. and the, the nose has dissolved, and he's lost fingers and toes, and bang, bing. And all the fissures disappear, the redness is gone, the itching, the irritation, no more. To him, he is restored completely. What a cure, and it's immediate. It's not a process. And my next point, the consequences. These letter C's flowing apace now. Physically, we've looked at that. Restored. Socially, what a change is going to happen. For the first time in years, he can mingle in polite society. He's going to be able to go home, but not, not notice this, it won't be straight away, because Jesus is going to say something very important to him. But socially, he will be able to go home. Spiritually, he can go back into the synagogue, and spiritually, he can go back to temple worship. Emotionally, what a relief for the man. No need to go back to the leper colony. Perhaps he does, but only to share the glory and the wonder of what Jesus has done for him. But finally now, the command. Verse 14. And he, that's Jesus, charged him, the leper, interesting now, to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a proof to them, for a proof to them. Show yourself to the priest, Leviticus 14. Jesus hasn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. The law demands now, the priest who condemned you and said you were a leper, you need now to go back and show yourself to him. And he is going to be astonished. And you'll have to give the offering commanded to turtle doves. A little offering needs to be made. Go and show for a proof to them. Does Jesus Christ have power to heal lepers? Go and show yourself as a proof. The Greek word we get exhibit from. Go and exhibit yourself to the priests as a proof. Can Jesus heal lepers? A hopeless case. Well, exhibit A. He is the leper. But he must go through the process. It's going to take over a week. And then he can go home. Now, briefly, wonderfully, application. Our leprosy is universal. It is sin. It affects the very center of our being it begins in the soul it manifests itself physically 
You see a newborn baby seems so wonderful. You see them sleeping, how perfect, how wonderful. They waken up, sin begins to manifest itself. And the centre of sin is I, me, mine, what I want. The whole world revolves around me, I and mine. And this is, this is sin. I'm made to know God and to glorify him. Love him with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. Love my neighbour as myself. But I can't do it because I love myself with a passion. Sin. It's universal. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Its consequences are devastating. Physically, well, we grow old and we, we die. The wages of sin is death. Socially, disputes, arguments, law courts, police forces, armies, divorce, strains in relationships, physically, socially, sin. Spiritually, here's the devastation of sin. It means we can never go home. We can't go home to heaven. We have the virus of sin. And heaven is a gloriously beautiful place. And over the gates of heaven, Revelation 21, pretty sure it's verse 8, nothing that defiles will ever enter in. No sinners, no entry to sin in heaven. And we all have the disease and the case is a hopeless one. I will die and there's a real hell if I can't go home to heaven, my home is forever away from God's good presence and only to know his wrath in that real place called hell. But thank God, glory to God, there is the cure. Not a cure, the cure. There's only one. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, his son. Oh, Jesus is able to forgive sinners. Jesus sinners will receive he's able to forgive sinners he's able to cleanse sinners because of calvary the wages of sin is death and jesus dies the death that we deserve having lived the life we can't live he keeps the law because we can't do it he becomes a man he represents us he is exhibit a alpha to omega the lord jesus christ he came Though he was rich for your sakes, my sake, your sake, the leper's sake, he became poor. How poor? The poverty of Calvary. The poorest ever. The richest became the poorest. The great extremities. No one became as poor as Jesus Christ on Calvary. As God the Father pours out on his own son the wrath that you and I deserve. He draws the sting of the virus of sin. On Calvary, sin, death and hell are defeated in the death of Jesus Christ and in his glorious resurrection, declaring it's all true. He's able because of Calvary. Do you doubt that he would save you? Is he willing to save someone like you? Calvary says not only is he able, but Calvary says he is so willing. The question is, are you willing? Yeah. If you stand before the judgment seat, there can be no finger pointing at Jesus Christ because he is able, willing. The question is, what about you? Are you willing to be saved? That's all.
Are you willing to go to him? The leper goes. He's got doubts. He doesn't doubt that Christ can, but will he? But he goes to him. If you're willing, you can. I am willing. Be clean. Oh, Calvary shows he's able. Calvary shows he's willing. And to be forgiven, my friends, is the greatest relief you will ever feel on this planet. What a relief. I, you, know, you watch these programs on the television, the, the, the debt collectors coming and the bailiffs are being sent and then suddenly the debt is cancelled and dealt with. And what, what, a, what a relief. But this debt, what a relief to be forgiven. Are you willing to be saved? Let me just finish with, with, with this. The wisdom of what Jesus says to the man. He charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded, for a proof to them. There's something very wise about that. Show yourself as a proof to them. Have you been saved? Has it happened this morning? Something lovely about telling people. There's something even more wonderful about giving proof. Real proof, undeniable proof that you're different. You've been changed. And the leper doesn't dash home and say, Hi, honey, look at me. Woo! No, first, go and show yourself to the priest. Follow Leviticus 14 as a proof to them, and then you'll be able to go home. It will be confirmed. By a wonderful transformation. What about you? And what about me? If I really am a Christian, it will show. A day will reveal it. wonder what you have this morning. What do I have this morning? Is it the real thing? Or is it a sham? The real thing shows. The real thing shows. There are ups and downs, there are backslidings, but the real thing. The work of the Lord. It will manifest itself. Things are different now. Something's happened to me since I gave my life to Jesus. Things are different now. Something's happened to me since I gave my life to him. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. Well, it's a wonderful, wonderful account. It's a very moving account. It reveals the heart of Jesus Christ. The gospel. Christ's heart revealed to you this morning. What will you do? Will you go away again? Or will you turn to him and ask him to forgive you and to cleanse you of your sin, that you might have that great relief and know that you can go home to heaven? Well, there's more I wanted to say, but I think this, this these last two verses, we need another session on verses 15 and 16, where Jesus retires and spend some time uh, in prayer. But let's, let's pray at this point. Father, thank you for a brief time in your word. We pray, Lord, you lead us and guide us to respond in a right way to what you said to us as a church and what you're saying to us as individuals. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, that not only is he able, but he's also willing. He's full of pity joined with power.